Man, very pleasant. Good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind, and last night at Citi Field in Flushing Meadows, New York, the Marlins and the Mets played game one of a four-game wraparound weekend series. Pablo Lopez on the mound for Miami, Cookie Carrasco for the New York Mets. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, here we are, game 62 of the season, and finally the Marlins and the New York Mets go head-to-head for the first time in 2022. The Mets have gotten off to a great start in the National League East, best record in the National League, second best in all of baseball, and tonight they showed the Marlins what they've been doing all season long. They swung some big bats, pounded out 10 runs, and the pitching was good enough to get it done. Mets 10 and the Marlins 4 in the opening game of this four-game series, a weekend wraparound set at City Field in New York. Carlos Carrasco started for the Mets against Pablo Lopez, and Carrasco, after getting the first two outs in the first inning, walked Jorge Soler and allowed a single to Avi Garcia. Avi had two hits, was on base three times tonight, but John Birdie grounded out, and the Marlins were turned away in the first by Carrasco. Meanwhile, Pablo was returning to the mound for the first time in a week. His Start was pushed back a couple of days after he was hit in the right wrist by a Michael Brantley line drive 100.5 miles per hour off the bat last Friday night in Houston. And Pablo tonight just wasn't on his game from the get-go. He allowed a leadoff single to Brandon Nimmo on the first pitch at the bottom of the first inning. Starling Marte then hit a line drive to the center fielder Brian De La Cruz. De La Cruz a couple of steps to his right and just had the ball pop right out of his glove. It went as an E8, and right out of the gate, the Mets had first and second with nobody out. And no sooner had I mentioned that the key to the Mets getting to where they are this year is the fact they always have a knack for pouncing on opponents' mistakes. Uh, no sooner had I mentioned that than they pounced on an opponent's mistake from school and door doing the honors. There's a ball hammered to center. De La Cruz got turned around going back. It's over his head and gone just to the left of the Big Apple. A homer to center off the bat of Lindor. And the Mets take advantage of the De La Cruz error and lead 3-0, three batters in. 440 feet to the left of the home run apple in center field here at City Field. Mets had a 3-0 lead. Pablo would eventually work his way out of that first inning. And he'd settle down a little bit. There'd be some traffic on the bases against him, but he would keep the Mets off the scoreboard for a while in this game. And finally, in the fifth inning, the Marlins able to break through against Carlos Carrasco. The breakthrough came from the first batter in the inning, Brian De La Cruz. 3-2 to De La Cruz is in the air, deep to left field. Canna's going back toward the wall, turning, watching, home run. Brian De La Cruz, his third of the season, and the Marlins were on the scoreboard 3-1 in the fifth. That was all the Marlins would push across against Carrasco in that inning. And it would stay 3-1 into the last of the six. That's when the Mets broke this thing wide open. Jeff McNeil led off with a single. Mark Canna was hit by a pitch. One of four Mets hitters who were hit by pitches here tonight. Luis Guillorme then hit a drive toward the wall to the left of straightaway center field. Brian De La Cruz went back to the wall, jumped, and somehow came up with the ball. There was some question as to whether or not he actually caught it cleanly or not. He fell on his back. He flipped the ball to Avi Garcia, who fired in toward the infield. The call from the umpire was that De La Cruz had made the catch. Mets base runners run clear what was going on. 
The Marlins threw the ball to second base, thought maybe they had doubled the man off, threw the ball to first base, thought they had turned a triple play and were headed to the dugout. The Mets wound up challenging the play, and it was obvious on instant replay that the ball hit the wall before caroming off the hand of De La Cruz and rolling down his arm and hitting the wall a second time and eventually ending up in his possession. But once the ball hits the wall, it is in play. It's not a catchable ball. The call was overturned on review, and they decided to give everybody 90 feet. So it would go as a single for Guillaume, and the bases were loaded with nobody out in the Mets half of the sixth inning. J.D. Davis to the plate in a 3-1 game. It'll be a 1-1. Lopez to Davis. Line drive into right. That's a base hit. McNeil scores. Canna held. Again, everybody advances 90 feet. RBI single J.D. Davis, and it's 4-1 New York. Pablo came back to strike out the number nine hitter, Tomas Nido. That was out number one in the inning. At that point, Pablo was pulled in favor of Tommy Nance. You had the lefty Brandon Nimmo coming up. Nance, great numbers against lefties this year. And he got Nimmo on a fly ball to short right field. Jorge Soler came on, made the catch for the second out. Ball was not deep enough for the runner at third base to even think about tagging. So the bases remained loaded. But now there were two outs, and Nance had a chance to escape the inning. But he walked Starling Marte, forcing in a run. That made it a 5-1 to one game. He then hit Francisco Lindor the pitch, forcing another run. That made it 6-1. to one. And the bases remained loaded with two outs for the league's home run and RBI leader, Pete Alonzo. They shift against Alonzo, who rips one to left. Way back. Soler onto the track, and it is gone a grand slam. Pete Alonzo with his league-leading 19th home run and his league-leading 60th, 61st, 62nd, and 63rd RBIs of the season. It's a seven-run sixth inning and a 10-1 Mets lead. It was the biggest inning of the season surrendered by Marlins pitching here in 2022. Mets with their third seven-run inning of the year. Marlins first allowed, and it was all academic at that point. Marlins would come back and score a couple of runs in the seventh inning, chasing Carlos Carrasco after Carrasco left the game with one out and a couple men on base. Adonis Medina came on to pitch, allowed an RBI double to Jorge Soler, and two batters later, John Birdie, a fielder's choice that brought home a run. So the Marlins made it a 10-3 game in the seventh. They'd push across one more run in the eighth inning on a balk with a runner at third base, the balk committed by Medina. That made it 10-4, and 10-4 is how this one would end tonight with the Mets taking care of business against the Marlins. The winning pitcher was Carlos Carrasco, who worked six and a third, allowed three runs on eight hits, walked two, struck out seven, Allowed the De La Cruz home run. He threw 98 pitches, 70 strikes, pounding the strike zone in this ballgame. He becomes the fourth pitcher in the National League to eight victories this season with the 10-4 win tonight. As for Pablo Lopez, he lasted five and a third innings, allowed a season-high seven runs, six earned on eight hits in this game, walked one, struck out five, hit a couple, allowed the home run to Lindor in the first inning. For Pablo, 84 pitches, 59 strikes is Season ERA goes from 2.30 to 2.85 in this game, a 10-4 Mets victory. For the Mets, 10 runs, 9 hits, no errors, 6 left. They went 4 for 8 with men in scoring position. They came in hitting 287, best in Major League Baseball. Marlins with 4 runs, 10 hits, 1 error. They strand a dozen. Miami goes 1 for 12 with men in scoring position. The winner, Carrasco, 8-2. and two. The loser, Lopez, 4-3. and three. Time of the game, 3 hours, 23 minutes. 
as the Mets improved to three and one on their homestand with this 10-4 win. They are 43 and 23 now on the season. The season best 20 games over 500. They are National League best 22 and nine at home. As for the Marlins, they're now 28 and 34. They fall back to six under 500, 13 and 20 on the road. They are three and four, seven games into this 10-game road trip. We told you at the outset it would be the toughest road trip of the season for the Marlins against the Astros, the Phillies, and the Mets. Well, they won two out of three in Houston. They were one strike away from winning two out of three in Philadelphia, but the Garrett Stubbs walk-off three-run home run turned that game around on Wednesday, and tonight the Marlins lose the first to four here in New York, 10-4. to four. The Marlins did steal a base tonight. I mentioned that with John Birdie swiping second in the sixth inning because they've set a club record with at least one stolen base now in 10 consecutive games. They had stolen a base in nine straight in 1997 and in 2003. Their current streak is the second longest in Major League Baseball this year by a 12-gamer by the Cubs between May 21st and June 1st. Marlins got a home run from Brian De La Cruz. They got two hits, including a double, an RBI, and a couple of walks. Jorge Soler, he was on base four times. Avi Garcia, two hits and hit by pitch. He was on base three times in this one. Lewin Diaz, in his return to the big leagues tonight, had a double off the bench, a run scored. He went one for three, entering the game as a pinch hitter, then staying on in the DH spot. But the Marlins come up short, 10-4, the final score. Marlins pitchers strike out six Mets batters tonight. A winning combination, strikeouts and charity. The Marlins are committed to fighting cancer in our community and are proud to partner with AutoNation again this year to support their Drive Pink initiative. With every strikeout recorded by Marlins pitcher, $25 be donated to charities supporting a cure. Again, six Ks, $150 here tonight for the season. Now 540 strikeouts by Marlins pitching and a total of $13,500 to AutoNation's Drive Pink initiative. So the Mets beat up on the Marlins in Game 1. Before we hear from Donnie and Pablo, we'll step aside for a quick commercial break. Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from Don Mattingly after the Marlins lost to the Mets last night. I don't know if he was just kind of uh, feeling something in the hand or just being careful. Uh, but then as the game went on, it seemed like he started to gain confidence. His changeup starting to get some bottom to it. I uh, thought he, he got better in that section of, of the game and then... Obviously, he was getting his pitch count was getting up a little bit at the end there. Now, obviously, the Mets have a good offense, but specifically tonight in, in Game One of this series, what made them so difficult to get out? Well, we give a few walks, and I think we hit four guys. Um, you know, we get a chance to get out of that inning there. Uh, we get the Pablo gets a strikeout. Uh, Tommy gets the the little uh, uh, the ground ball, and then we and then we we get a guy like one two maybe or. In account, we walk him, and then we hit Lindor, and then obviously Pete got us for a big one. What was the biggest problem that uh, Carrasco, the biggest challenge Carrasco presented tonight? I think the you know he's a guy you got to get up, and you got to try to get him into the middle of the plate. Uh, but he's a guy that stays on the edges, and and tonight uh, we didn't really seem to be able to you know we got some hits, we didn't square him up a lot, but we did get a few hits and had some chances, weren't able to capitalize early. Uh, obviously, Dela clipped him for one, and then we, as we got into the bullpen, we were able to do a little bit of something. The pinch hit uh, Williams for Miggy, was that just once the game kind of got out of hand to get him off his feet there, especially there being only uh, one more break there to the All-Star break? Uh, more, Miggy kind of jammed his finger on, on a ground ball. Phil, like he'll be okay. I think it was pretty much precaution with him. 
Um, got an x-ray, it was negative, so we feel pretty good about that. Donnie, just the momentum swing that bottom of the six, it looks like our initial rule of the potential triple play and then everything, the bottom falling out after the overturn. Just how things shifted from one, one to the next. Well, you know, we get it to... I think we get the one run back at 3-1. You're feeling a, a little better about the game. Pablo had kind of gotten into a little bit of rhythm. Uh, the first, Obviously, the first two guys get on in that inning. Um, I think a hit and then a hit by pitch. Uh, and then Guillaume's ball to the center. And it looked like Dela may have made a great catch, but obviously in the replay, hit the wall. Um, still, even from there, we still get a chance. Uh, again, Pablo gives up the are we, I think we give up the hit to Davis there. Um, but we get the strikeout, we get the we get the ground ball, uh, and then we just couldn't finish it up with the third out. So we would have had it at 4-1 still there and been in a game. Um, but obviously, you know. What's the challenge of, you know, all the different moving parts? Obviously, a couple guys have to go on the IL. You're waiting for a couple guys to come in. Like, just for you as manager, as, you know, as a club. Yeah, today's kind of was a frustrating day. Obviously, we come off the off day. We've been playing pretty good. We know we're coming here against the Mets, and you know to lose two guys starters out of your your lineup, you know from the very beginning, and then we're scrambling to try to put a lineup together. It's a little frustrating, but I mean it's something that everybody deals with. Uh, the teams are, have have had to do it too. Uh, we're not immune, so you know again it's it's just one of those things. It's disappointing. You know, the way the game started, we get behind the eight ball right away. Um, it felt like we were kind of swimming upstream from the very beginning of that game. You know, three hitters in, we're down three nothing. Uh, so, but you got to overcome all that and, and keep going. The Mets, I think, have been hit more than any other team. Obviously, for tonight, Pablo, I don't think, had hit anyone. Just, is there anything? Do they crowd the plate? Is it just circumstance that, you know, pitches get away? What did you see? I don't know. I, I think it feels like. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what's happened to those guys in the past. I know, obviously, we, I think we hit Lindor with two breaking balls. Uh, we hit Nito. I'm not sure if it was a, a change-up or not, but got him 0-2, I believe, and hit, and hit him. So, obviously, it's not something that, that's intentional, but, you know, I, you know, I have no idea what's happened to these guys in the past as far as hit-by-pitches. But, you know, obviously, we had four guys tonight, and it, it hurt us. Um, you know, a situation that didn't help us. That was Donnie after his ball club's defeat at the hands of the Mets last night. Before we wrap things up, let's hear from Pablo after his outing. Pablo, first and foremost, how was the wrist feeling out there tonight? I feel fine. I did not think about the wrist one bit, so I think that's that was good. You know, like I, I think not having it in my mind just let me go out there and try to compete. That first inning, um, obviously you got a little behind the eight ball, ball there between um, a quick hit and the air. Kind of where do you think things kind of out of control? No, nothing out of control. You know, obviously tough, uh, tough plays right there with that ball to um, De La Cruz. I, I don't know what happened, but he got a lot of win. I think Carlos wins too, so it's just part of the game. I think in that situation, though, being ahead in the count with the hitter Lindoris, I thought that pitch could have been better. You know, like obviously they know I throw a lot of changeups, so like being at the case, I think being in an 0-1 count, I could have executed that pitch better. Just try to like. Uh, expand the zone down and just try to go for the chase. If not, it's still a 1-1 count. I, I can still make another pitch to get ahead. In the sixth inning, you looked a little reluctant to give up the ball. Um, what was the kind of, I guess, your level of frustration not being able to get through that inning? Yeah, obviously, I think uh, as a starting pitcher, you if you get in trouble, you want to be the guy that 
pitch pitches out of that trouble you know it's just one of those things that you don't want to get the ball taken from you but um especially after getting that strikeout i think obviously it's uh i think with nemo that, that was going to be the fourth time through the lineup already so fourth time uh fourth that bat against him so i think i, I was i was still out of place with the pitch and everything like i can i could have still made pitches to try and get out of that jam but uh it was one of one of those decisions that uh you can try to just stay but it's out of your control just, just that inning overall looks like you're able to get out of the, the play de la cruz maybe i made and then it just the going from being a triple play to having to continue the fight through that inning, just the swing there and just take us through what that was like for you watching that unfold and then the replay and all that yeah, no, just obviously you want to assume that it wasn't a triple play once they start they start showing the, uh, the replay because you don't want to go from a, okay, I'm going to go to the dugout to then go out of compete mode. So once they started showing the replay, I was just trying to get ready mentally to just try to make the pitches to get out of the jam and just try to stay engaged with the uh, just competing mode. Donnie mentioned you might have been a little bit tentative early on. Just the challenge, this Mets lineup, obviously everyone's back, I think, and they added a few. Just, you know, how difficult is it to try to, I guess, navigate through it? Yeah, obviously tough line. I'm not a lot of, uh, there's no easy outs. You don't get a lot of time to take uh, pitches off or anything. But uh, I wouldn't say tentative. You Obviously, it's a line that you want to attack, attack, attack. And sometimes by attacking, you try to be too fine. So obviously, you you might get away from just attacking with your fastball. Then you try to pick spots, pick corners. But I think just after the first inning, I just going back to just um, use your pitches, use every part of the strike zone, and just try to, uh, try to remain unpredictable. That was Pablo after his outing against the New York Mets last night. The Mets win game one there now of 20 games over 500 at 43 and 23. The Marlins suffer another loss. They are back to six under at 28 and 34. In game two this afternoon at 410, Braxton Garrett goes opposite of the right-handed veteran Taiwan Walker. 410 first pitch, 340 airtime with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.